With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Closing arguments have concluded now in the murder trial of Justin Kyle Jackson and Eric Brian Williams Soto. Radio Command's Jevy Ebanks reports. Defense counsel representing Justin Kyle Jackson, Miss Sally Bennett Jenkins KC, has concluded her arguments. She says he did not intentionally kill former prison officer Harry Elliott in 2022. Ms. Bennett Jenkins tells the jury that the CCTV footage at the time of the crimes proves without a doubt that her client accidentally discharged a firearm while attempting to rob a location in Georgetown known for selling numbers. She told the jury that the footage of her client show he had neither malice nor foresight, a fundamental standard of proof that the prosecution needed to demonstrate for the jury to find Justin Kyle Jackson and Eric Brian Williams Soto guilty of murder. She further argued to the jury that in the footage, her client can be seen appearing shocked or confused the moments leading up to and just after the fatal shot was fired. She says this shock indicates that her client was not prepared for the weapon to discharge. Bennett Jenkins noted that the failure of her client to brace for the recoil of the firearm is all the proof the jury needs to not convict her client of murder. Justin Kyle Jackson did not provide any testimony or evidence in his defense to indicate that he's not guilty of the crimes he's charged with. However, it is up to prosecution to show guilt, not the accused to prove innocent. Meanwhile, co-accused Eric Brian Williams Soto, represented by Charles Miskin, KC, also concluded closing arguments. Mr. Miskin argues that his client was a part of the robbery but was not aware that a firearm would be involved. Mr. Miskin further argued that from the CCTV footage, it is clear that his client did not enter the numbers shop when they went to rob it. He says his client, who was the first to run away from the scene, could not have seen what happened inside when Justin Kyle Jackson entered and announced his intention to rob the place. Mr. Miskin told the jury that his client's view was, quote, as limited as a horse wearing blinders, end quote, and said that the prosecution had not provided any evidence that directly indicates his client's guilt. Mr. Miskin aimed to refute arguments from defense counsel Sally Bennett Jenkins, who defends Jackson and says that her argument is nothing short of a crab-in-a-pot attempt to drag down his client because of the problematic position Jackson is in as the primary person charged with the murder of Harry Elliott Jr. Following the closing arguments, Justice Cheryl Richards began her summation, which is expected to conclude tomorrow, after which the jury will be sent to deliberate. Jevy Ebanks, Radio Cayman News. Police have now officially released the identity of the man found unresponsive in the waters off Georgetown earlier this month. He is 27-year-old Raheem Tyreek Barrett, a Jamaican living in the islands. Mr. Barrett was spotted by Port Authority workers in the water on Saturday, the 21st of October. The RCIPS expresses condolences to the family and friends of the deceased. Cayman's new police commissioner is making the rounds. CITTV's Donna Bush has more. Kurt Walton continues to meet with communities across the Cayman Islands. Now residents are invited to attend these meetings with the police service in East End on November 1st from 6.30 in the evening at the Civic Center. Then on the 2nd of November in Northside at the Civic Center, they're starting at 6.30 p.m. On November the 7th, residents can head out to Sir John A. Cumber Primary in West Bay for their meetings with police starting at 6 p.m. And the commissioner and his team will then wrap up the series of community meetings on the 9th of November at Constitution Hall right in downtown Georgetown starting at 6 o'clock in the evening. Now during last week's meeting in Kim and Brack, officers were joined by District Commissioner Mark Tibbetts who said they warmly welcomed Commissioner Walton and look forward to a collaborative relationship in ensuring the safety and well-being of Sister Island residents. Now for details on the upcoming police community meetings, you can go online to rcips.org.
KY for more details. Police say already this year more than 4,000 speeding tickets have been issued, an increase of 30 percent over last year, and they're calling on us all to take responsibility for ourselves. We cannot ticket our way out of this problem. As a community, we must take responsibility to change our behavior when we get behind the wheel. If every driver applied the basic rules and advice, result would be less collisions and less fatalities on our roads. Police Commissioner Kurt Walton says he and his team are hearing complaints about speeding across the islands and while officers are doing what they can, there are longer term efforts in the works. Education resulting in change in driving behavior is a lot harder to achieve. It's not a quick fix, but it is a key to success. This forms part of the vital work the RCIPS is contributing alongside our Cayman Islands government colleagues as part of the National Road Safety Strategy. In the short term, he says just slow down and follow the rules of the road. More money pulled from the subsea cable budget and a discussion about defining various items in connection with Caymanian heritage and culture. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more from Cabinet's October 17th meeting. The first item mentioned in the official summary was the approval for the issuance of conditional exemption from gainful occupation requirements for a non-Caymanian under the Immigration Transition Act. Cabinet then refused an application for the issuance of a coastal works permit to dredge an access channel offshore the North Sound, just northeast of the Owen Roberts International Airport. Turning to land, Cayman's leaders approved the purchase of a parcel of land along with the corresponding shuffle of $150 from the budget for sports and cultural tourism programs to land purchases in the Ministry of District Administration and Lands. Sticking with money, Cabinet gave the green light to pull an additional $1.15 million from the budget for the submarine cable, reallocating that money to the Ministry of Education's budget to, quote, facilitate the resolution of the issues with air conditioning at the Clifton Hunter High School. Since May, more than $5.6 million has been pulled from the subsea cable budget item by cabinet and redistributed elsewhere. The group then agreed that the Ministry of Culture and Heritage should host a wider consultation for the selection of the Cayman Islands national dress, dance, drink, dish and dessert. Cabinet also approved the Development and Planning Amendment Regulations 2023. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. The 17th Youth Parliament is well underway and House Speaker the Honorable Catherine Ebanks Wilkes tells Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller she is pleased with this term's crop of students. We actually have about 24 young Caymanian um, students who are participating in the program and we meet every Tuesday 3.30. And let me tell you, these young people, they show up weekly. They come with thought-provoking questions every week. And they're very attentive, which tells me that they're very interested in learning more about our parliament and the procedures, standing orders. I understand that last week the Deputy Governor, the Honorable Franz Manderson, and the Solicitor General, Rashma Sharma, stepped in to speak with the kids as well. How did that go? Both of them shared with the young people a bit about what the ex-officio members do in, in Parliament and outside of Parliament as well. And um, today we talked to them about private member motions and parliamentary questions. And um, I'm really excited to see what these young people are putting together for the youth parliament debate, which will be coming up next March. As the Speaker of the House, 
you know, what's your interest in hosting and encouraging students to take part in Youth Parliament? The Youth Parliament program is on the very top of my priority list. I'm fortunate because the staff of Parliament in particular, the clerk and the assistant clerks are very passionate about this program. What I see is an opportunity for us to grow leaders and to, you know, encourage more young Caymanians to participate in politics. So, you know, I think that seeing what's been happening around the region uh, and recently uh, attending the regional youth parliament conference, I'm convinced that this is how a country can you know, encourage more young people to participate in their electoral process as candidates. So we continue to foster the program and give it all of the attention that it deserves because our young people deserve it. That is your latest local news. I'm April Cummings.